Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. Happy New Year. We are back. It is 2024. <laughs> it's on juices, and I am Ron Luce. I am joined by Tyler Edmonds, and we got another guy joining us here in just a minute. Tyler, before we get into everything, dude, how are you doing? Happy New Year, man. I'm doing great. I uh, had a great Christmas, spent time with the family, did uh, did all kinds of stuff. Went to Top Golf the day before New Year's Eve, had a blast. Love Didn't that. do much on New Year's Eve, kind of just chilled around the house and ate a lot and just, you know, had a good time. But no, man, I'm great. Great to, great to uh, get back on here, talk to you. The only thing, I'm freaking bored, Ron. I'm, I'm bored, bored in out here in Cubs land. How are you? I'm good, man. I am also bored and uh, we got a fun show though in store for us. I think that's a great way to segue into this thing. We we're going to talk about a ton. Um, but first we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta find this guy. I don't know where he is. Yeah, um, I, I, oh, 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 is he back? Is he back? Gotta have the snacks. Yeah. More snacks. Uh oh. I think I know what he's got, Tyler. I feel like I should be set up like straight up. Oh, it's the it's the plans! It's the plans. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Cubs on tap secret plans. Top secret Cubs on tap plans. Plans, plans. <laughs> a new, a new yearly tradition at this point. The off-season plans. Threw the plans on the ground. How you doing, Juice? Living the dream, man. We got really bad morale going around here right now, and I'm trying to brighten the day in Cubland just a little bit. I think you're off to a good start, sir. I think you're off to a great start. Uh, before we dive into all things Cubs, uh, we will say hello to our comment section. Bernie says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Um, my dad says, Let's crack them, boys. And uh, my dad was very excited and enjoyed, I think, the uh, the plans, Juice. Um, plans. Plans. Cubs. Ty. It's, um, it's uh, issued by Jed Hoyer. He issued it to me. Issued it to add you to the front office. And Scott asking, did the Cubs sign Belly for seven years and 300 mil? Unfortunately, not yet. Um, but Juice, do you want to get into the plans that you've been keeping from us and, and dive into some of these things uh, that the Cubs could potentially do this offseason? The plans are still in motion. Hmm. There are still good things that can happen from this offseason. I know Twitter will tell you otherwise. But there are still good things out there. Bellinger is still a name. And as these days go, it seems more and more likely that the two are connected. And I think that there's still home run bats out there. See, this is a great thing about where the Cubs are in terms of their team and their roster. They have great pitching depth in the minors and at the big league level. I don't think I don't think we've stated enough on this show. How many different guys filled in last year because of injury and still had good years? Yeah. So there still is a route there. 
for pitching wise. The bullpen, a lot of the names haven't even been signed yet. The big ones, I mean, there's still your Stevens, Stevenson's, your haters. You know, Kenley Jansen's a trade target that maybe will go down this rabbit hole later today. Mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger's still there. Reese Hoskins. All these names were linked to the Cubs prior to, you know, this offseason beginning and losing out on Shohei Otani and some of the Japanese players, which, hey, that sucks. But I'm sorry, we're not in L.A. That just is what it seems for, you know, Japanese-born players who come over. They want to play as close as they can because – they could puddle jump to Hawaii, and a lot of them have places there. And then they can go home more often than not from L.A. than they can from Chicago. So, yeah, I I'm, I still believe, and I'm trying to inject this aura of belief, but I feel like there's so much negativity when really we're in like – the first quarter of free agency. Yeah, it, it really is a different game in Major League Baseball when it comes to free agency, right? I, I think, I and, and this is admittedly something that I suffer from too in, in terms of frustration as, as just a fan, right? Is, right, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, they have that, that, that first day or that first week is crazy. It's signing after signing after signing, and it's this high-intensity sequence that lures fans in it really is and baseball is the total opposite things are drawn out things are slower things are just in general you know it baseball's offseason operates like the game itself it's the longest season and in terms of pace it's probably one of the slower sports and everything in baseball operates in that exact same way. And it's kind of funny when you add to it and think about it like that. But, Juice, I agree with you, man. And there's still plenty to talk about, like you said. And I think that's a great place for us to start here tonight are the belly rumors, right? Five days apart, you have two MLB insiders in both John Heyman and both John Morrissey who say, hey, the Cubs and, and Bellinger – it's the most logical thing to happen. How much do you guys honestly believe that that's the real truth here with Bellinger? Or is it just, hey, because nothing's happening, they're fetching at straws? Go ahead, Tyler. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just think that as this market's transpired, names have come off the board. And different destinations for Cody Bellinger have also come off the board. I, I think that there's a re, there's a logistical scenario where they're just left with each other. And I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing. That That's probably, in Cody's sake, that's probably a good thing. Because he's going to still have, you know, the staff was announced today from Craig Council. The hitting coaches stayed the same. It's the guy he likes to work with. I forget his name. I'm blanking on that. Brown, if you could help me. Um, a lot of that staying the same. It's a liked place. It's a place where he can play a couple different positions to help his value. You know, obviously there is no solution at first base right now. There is a hole in center until PCA can, you know, become a major league bat. So I do think that it's a, it's a, it's a more than likely chance 
that both of those interests are aligned and the money for them is going to be comparable enough to where we thought he would get in the beginning. I think that, I think that's just the logical explanation. And I think that's why the percentage and the reports make so much sense because at the end of the day, like, I don't think that there's a lot of proven contenders out there right now who are willing to spend a to make their ball club better because of all these like regional sports network deals too, that are kind of throwing off a little bit of the market. And also too, you look at Cody Bellinger and what he's going to demand and what Scott Boris will demand. There's just a lot of, there's just a lot of mutual interest. And I think that, like, at the end, that just carries more water than we think. Yeah, 100%. And quickly to add to what you have to say before you go, Tyler, um, as Scott said here, Dustin Kelly, Dustin Kelly. is returning. Um, so now Cody can sign, as Scott says, in the comments. Tyler, your thoughts on this? I agree. I think I think within the last, I don't know, before, like, maybe the last two weeks, it was kind of narrowed down to Chicago, Toronto, and you you heard San Francisco a little bit. You heard New York. I believe New York New York's obviously out. Toronto was in. I feel like with them signing Kevin Kiermaier, they're not going to have they're not going to have room for Bellinger to play, especially unless he's. I just don't see him playing every day in Toronto unless you. There's just too many pieces to move around in Toronto because you've got Vladdy at first. Maybe he DHs a little bit, but I Toronto seems out, and so. You've got Chicago, San Francisco. I think both can offer similar contracts. The only thing about San Francisco is, one, the opportunity for them to compete right now probably isn't very high. And, two, I mean, you've got the you've got the taxes alone in California. So, yeah, maybe they offer a similar contract. But – and to go to what – go back to what you were saying, Juice, he's, he's, he's found – he's gotten comfortable in Chicago with his hitting coach, like Scott told us. Uh, Dustin Kelly, it kind of almost like you said, he's gonna. It seems like he's just gonna find his way back to us. And to be honest, that's I like it. Let's hope it happens. Let's hope it happens before Cubs convention. Yeah, and that's that's something we're gonna get to, I think, a little bit later in the show in relation to Cubs con. But guys, I agree with you, right? I, I think the 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 Toronto Blue Jays moves that occurred really made it feel like they were at least from Bellinger moving on. Right. I, I think they could still be big players in other areas this offseason, but that's a team. If you're really looking at it, probably doesn't have a ton of holes, right? They, they got away with guys like Kiermaier and, and Merrifield playing out in center field last year. You have the big bats, right? You have the Dalton Varshows of the world in the outfield and, and George Springer as well. And then, right, like you said, Tyler, you have the the youngsters on the infield. Maybe that's a maybe they're the team that goes back out and gets Matt Chapman on a friendly deal to come back to play third base for them with Bachette at short and and complete that left side of the infield. So, I'm in agreement with you. I think this off season, there was just so few teams that fit what in terms of need with a guy like Cody Bellinger that were going to be big players, and the Giants even too. Right. Jung-Hoo Lee is a center fielder. So yeah. that's already time you'd be taken away from Bellinger playing center field potentially. Anyway, does he immediately want to become a first baseman right out the gate? Maybe teams are pitching him saying, we'll, we'll pay you to come play first, but we're going to pay you like a first baseman. Now I don't think that's what he wants. He wants that I, center field money. And that's not what Scott Boris wants either. Hell. No, but that was also what I think has taken so long for this to 
Because I think that the Cubs are looking at him like, I'm going to pay you for, for to be a center fielder for maybe a year, and then I'm moving you to first. Because yeah. realistically, yeah. like if you're doing a six-year deal, you're hoping that either Alcantara or PCA or you know maybe like an Owen Casey is is a guy who he doesn't play center, but it's another outfielder that you, you have to factor into the mix here. Yep. You know that's maybe that's what's making this take so long. Where the Cubs are like, hey, listen, man, like. First baseman don't get paid over like 170 million. They just don't. And Cody's looking at it like, well, I play center field. So I don't know. It's it's a tough negotiation. It's probably something that we probably should have talked about more on this show. And it's just something that kind of dawned on me when you said that, Ron, because yep. he does play two positions, one of which is not statistically contract wise, as it's almost like the running back of the NFL where yep. the first baseman just aren't valued. It'd be interesting to see him play a full season at first base and see how many stolen bases he gets. It'd be kind of fun. You think he would break the, you think he would it, break the, uh, I think the he could. Baseman? I don't even know what the first baseman record is, but I, I think he could. Yeah. We got to find that out. That's going to be, it's going to be some juice calculation here as, as we continue the conversation forward. Scott adds here, he says he blames Scott Boris. He says Cody wants to sign Boris is just holding him hostage. Uh, maybe that is the case, but I, I agree. I, I think that's a, there are so many elements to the negotiations. I think, especially for anybody that's not a starting pitcher, right. Of just what this off season has become in totality. And obviously this, this greatly affects the Cubs, but think about it. You have Cody Bellinger, who's the, at this point, the the premier free agent remaining on the market, and he's got this position battle. Go ahead, Juice. What do you got? Sorry, just gonna come in there and, and finish off the the rabbit hole for first baseman stolen bases. Uh, Jeff Bagwell and Joe Carter are the two that oh. 30, 30 guys played first base. There are only two that did it, and Jeff Bagwell has the most in uh, first baseman history with two hundred two. That's crazy. That's wild. Would have never guessed that. Maybe maybe Cody can take that over in the future. But again, I, I think that plays to that, right? You you asked the question, is Bellinger a first baseman? And then the other biggest bat on the market right now, Reese Hoskins, also a first baseman. So it, again, that, that market probably is what is playing uh, and probably playing out as long as it has. And then you factor in on top of it, right? All the pitchers kind of had their backs against the wall because they needed to wait for Yamamoto to sign. And then everything was going to happen. And that's effectively now where I think we're at with a lot of these teams. I think the Blake Snells of the world. I, I think that the Jordan Montgomery's of the world, you know, the Shota Imanaga's of the world, like these bigger pitchers are probably going to start signing here. I would imagine probably the next two weeks of just the market's kind of set. And obviously Yamamoto got a stupid amount of money. So that might either a prolong discussions because teams you know Blake Snell might be coming in saying I want 220 and every team looks at him and goes absolutely the fuck not or maybe it's just because these guys did want to just see like where they thought they would ballpark and how that's going to play out into their fortune so it's going to be interesting but again a, a lot of things that could play out and again especially with belly um you know it's just kind of where things are landing right now but gentlemen we talked about going into down some rabbit holes and this is the fun part of the conversation and this is why we want to encourage all of our listeners whether you're on x facebook youtube wherever you are join the conversation post a comment in here we'll show them on the screen as you've seen throughout the broadcast today rabbit hole time is the exact time to post thoughts and comments and that's what we're going to go into a little bit here and, and tyler you you brought up a great point to start things off here 
And it was one that you brought up in the pre-show, a kind of a question you had. So I want to let you preface it, but it, it involves an old face that Cubs fans got used to over the last two years in the starting rotation. Yeah. Uh, just thinking about where, where certain pitchers have gone so far and everything like that and who's left available and the needs of each team's. Is a Marcus Stroman reunion a possibility? Because it, I don't know, it seemed like it seemed like when he opted out and the I believe he left a message, maybe he I think he left a thank you message there. And it, it just kind of seemed like he was gone. But now the more that you you sit back, you see who's gone where, who's left, who needs what, I don't know. Is a Stroman reunion a possibility? I think so. I think if he were to go back to the day he opted out, he wouldn't have opted out. I was okay. I was fixing to ask you that. I was fixing to ask if if you wish he would have stayed in the contract he had because I don't know. I think. Do you think teams are maybe? I mean, surely, maybe he wasn't at a hundred percent at the end of the season when he came back because he just came from the bullpen. But do you think that might be a reason why we haven't seen? We haven't seen teams bite on him yet because of of the of the way twenty twenty three ended for him. I I think so. I it's tough to invest and let's let's use the the opt out was what you could have opted into what twenty two million twenty three something 21. like that. It was over twenty, yeah. So 21. he's definitely asking for like twenty five, twenty six, right? Like you don't opt out if you don't think that you can go out and get more money. Yeah. So. Do you really think that anybody's going to pay $26 million for a guy that you don't exactly. know if he's going to make, you know, the, the 30 starts you need to? No. I I think his market right now is probably closer to, like, 14. I was yeah. going to say, do you think he signs a similar contract from last year for less money? As far as a one year with a with an opt, or you know what I'm saying? Do you think he signed something similar to that, but maybe not the twenty three million that he could have gotten this year? He's like the pure opt out guy, in my opinion. He just doesn't like to stay in one spot long yeah. either, and that's kind of why I think like the opt out made a little sense for him, like logistically. But then like monetarily, you're like, why did you do that's stupid? You should have you should have opted in. What yeah. was wrong with him playing in Chicago? I, I don't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't like like you. I wouldn't hate a Stromer reunion. I mean, his first half was lights out, unbelievable. Especially if it's cheaper. Yeah, the yeah. contract's short. I what think, do you think Ronnie's your guy. Yeah, I think the Marcus Stroman situation is interesting because I think, in complete fairness, every free agent went into this offseason thinking it was going to be what the last two or three have been, and yeah. it's been incredibly top heavy. In the sense mm-hmm. of the big dogs got paid, Yamamoto, Otani, you know, we, we've seen Erod get a lot of money from Arizona, but in fairness, even he only got 20 a year. And he's a lefty, right? Lefties, you could pitch forever. He's still a really he's a workhorse. He can pitch a lot of innings. Like he's gonna fit really nicely in that Arizona starting rotation. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if just all these pitchers went into this market thinking there was gonna be all this money, and there's just not. Right. And I, I think, again, something we've talked at what it feels like at nauseum about at this point is the regional sports networks and what that's doing to a lot of these teams that probably otherwise would have spent. Right. Like 
one of the things I am very, very interested in, and, and now that I'm seeing it in, in front of my face, it's intriguing. For example, Sonny Gray, right, is he has a full no trade clause in his contract. Three years, the fourth year is a club option for 30 million bucks, but he's only making $10 million next year. Mm-hmm. Like, was that built in a sense of like, because the Cardinals knew that RSN was going to be a Travis, just a dumpster fire in 2024 that they said, Hey, we're going to, we're not going to pay as much. I, I think that's something interesting to keep in mind here because that's I really do. I really do think that Marcus Stroman probably went into this off season going, there's going to be a lot of money. And I think guys are quickly finding out that it's not a lucrative free agency class this year. And I think that's just yeah. because of how many teams are getting impacted on cash flow. That being said, that benefits a team like the Chicago Cubs who have their own cash flow created from marquee sports network and everything else built around Wrigley. Right. I mean, I don't know about you guys. If you got out to the, uh, well, juice probably more so you obviously, Tyler. You weren't in town, but the the Winter Wonderland at Wrigley I Field. I wish I did. I heard it was amazing. It was cool. It was cool. I got to see that this year. Loved it. Uh, my only complaint: they need to get better rental ice skates because those things killed my feet. They were awful, absolutely yeah. horrendous. I didn't bring mine, and I regretted not bringing them. But outside of that, dude, it was so cool. Like they did it perfectly. I think they did it great. But again, that's just additional cash flow. It's just more yeah. money for them to spend. So they can sit here and go, we're the ones at the at the table with the money. What do you want to do? Do you want to come play for us at our number? Or do you want to sit on the sideline and not get what you wanted? Maybe Marcus Stroman yeah. does come back. How crazy would that be? How 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 smart would yeah. Jed look if Stroman comes back at oh, yeah. 12, 13, 14 million dollars? Maybe and, like a like a Lucas Giolito type contract. Yeah. I think he's a better pitcher than Giolito is. I do too, yeah. So if you could get that money for Giolito, but see, that's actually a great point though, Tyler. If Lucas Giolito is getting 16 and a half. 16, yeah. Maybe maybe Marcus Stroman does get his 20. Mm -hmm. And he's just, I think a lot of guys are just waiting for who's desperate. Juice, you and I had this discussion today. We, We had a Bears discussion today and said, you know, we were talking about draft day. The oh, movie came up for anybody that listens to Bears on Tap. Great you, movie. You know that there's great, great tons movie. of draft day references on every single episode. It's like our version with Moneyball here. It comes on tap, but you brought up right, like who? It, it starts off the whole movie. Who's the most desperate GM in football? And of course, they call Kevin Costner's character. Because the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns. I love that they actually used Cleveland as <laughs> the inspiration of the movie. Anyway, let me get back on track. But if you're the cut, like if you're the free agents in this case, you can play the same game these teams are playing. Who's going to get desperate enough to finally pull the trigger? Because like that felt like a Boston kind of getting, I don't want to say desperate, but they're like, eh, we need somebody to come in and need innings this year. We just lost, yeah. you know, we've, we've lost a lot. We're not rebuilding. We just need a guy to come in and eat. We can afford to give Giolito 16 and a half, and they just went with it. So it's kind of this weird like seesaw effect it feels like where teams are sitting here trying to hold out and wait for guys, and then some of these guys are like, I'm in no rush. I have all the training facilities I need to stay in shape. Like, I'll wait till somebody gets desperate enough to give me my number. But maybe that's another reason, too, that we haven't even thought about why this offseason is going so slow. Yeah. But, guys, also another thing that we talked about, another rabbit hole we'll kind of keep diving into here, but I'm just going to pivot the conversation a little bit is, what if a lot of these teams are looking to 2025 
and a large free agency class. And we we talk mostly about this with the Cubs, right? Because they're going to be one of the big players with the money. They don't have an RSN issue that they have to worry about, like 13, 14, 15, 16 clubs that had Valley Sports need to. Who's to say they're not looking at this free agent class in 2025 that includes names like Alex Bregman, that includes names like Juan Soto, that includes a lot of big names. It's a good free agency class next year. What if the Cubs are like, hey, we're not trying to blow our load in a year that, in their eyes, just isn't worth it in order to wait for the bigger dominoes to come into play next year? It's it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought just because, I'll be honest, before you guys hit me with the news as far as the plethora of guys that were available next offseason, in my mind, it was like, okay, Juan Soto and everybody else, right? And which – Juan Soto would be a amazing pickup next season. But then when you guys said the plethora of just horses on the mound that are going to be available next year, it makes you think that, like we said before the show, it makes you think that that could be a possibility. Make it through 2024. We're still – this division is weak enough that the Cubs can compete and make the playoffs. It's like, like you said, Ron, the team that made the NL last – just last year, just a few months ago, won one more game than the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So, it, I I didn't really that thought never really crossed my mind. All I was thinking, all I'm thinking this whole offseason, well, who we who are we adding for this year? Who are we adding for 2024? But then, I didn't even juice. I didn't even know that Garrett Cole had an opt out after next season, which is a guy that's coming off of a Cy Young. Award win, you know, award trophy, whatever. If he puts up even just remotely close to what he does, I mean, that guy is going to be a opt out for sure. If if Yamamoto can make, because you know that's probably what guys like him and even Zach Wheeler are probably thinking is, oh, if this guy, no disrespect to Yamamoto, this guy, I get it. The Jap- Japanese baseball has greatly improved over the past few years, but still these mm-hmm. guys in the major leagues, you know, some of them got chips on their shoulders. Garrett sure. Cole, Zach Weir, all of them have chips on their shoulder. Oh, if this guy, this guy thinks he's going to come over here from Japan and make the most, the, the richest pitching contract in all of baseball. Uh-uh. And maybe he doesn't make as far as altogether, but like maybe he tries to make a higher annual, an annual salary than Yamamoto. Maybe that's just a, who knows? Maybe that's a chip on a shoulder that a lot of these guys have that could opt out or be free agents after you know after this season. And yeah, with what you guys are bringing up, it's it's a very very interesting thought that could possibly happen. Yeah, it is. It's a crazy class. So just just quickly, a couple of these names here. If uh, the pop ups for Spotrack will cooperate with me here for a second, uh, we got Garrett Cole has an opt out potentially next season. Zach Wheeler is just flat out a UFA next season. Um, There's a ton of really good relievers too. Kenley Jansen's available next. Charlie Morton's a free agent next year. Obviously he feels like an ageless wonder at this point, but I mean, we've seen it time and time again, these guys can pitch well into their late thirties. But there's some big names at the bottom of this list that, you know, are, are really those first time UFA guys here. Max Freed, Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, Walker Bueller, just to name a few. It's it's a loaded class. So it really does kind of make you sit back and wonder, like, 
are the Cubs eyeballing 25 as well in this process and saying, we're happy to spend a little bit of money this year at the number we want to, but like, that's where we're really going to go a little heavier and maybe give some guys some more lucrative deals, knowing that you have the opportunity to go for it further. And I think that's why this has made everybody suspect that the Cubs are going to use the trade market more than they're going to use free agency. Because if you look at the names they've been attached to, their names on expiring contracts to where that deal is off by the time you get to 25. Yeah. Tyler Glass now would have helped you win next year, you know, this coming year. But then that name is off of your books at 20 million. Right. You know, there's there's a bunch of different names like that they've been attached to. Shane Bieber, um, who was the I mean Bichette, but Bichette has uh, uh, two years of arbitration. No. Two years under contract after. But it's at a low. It My is. point was it's, it's, it's not a. It's a favorable contract. It's a favorable contract. Um, but that's why I think, too, like this is just. And you look at 25, and I, I hate to do this already because I would love for 24 to be great, too. But. It's going to be great, Juice. Yes, I know. I said this earlier. The plans, <laughs> the plans say twenty-four Plan. on them. Everybody, they don't say twenty-five. Um, but the Cubs' needs are met more by the free agency class next year than they really are this year. You can make that argument. Yeah, that the first baseman position is better next year. You can make the argument that the third baseman position with Bregman is better than you know the names that are out there this year. You know, you can do the same for the starting pitching market too. You know, I mean, now with what's left, if you missed out on Shohei and Yamamoto, a lot of the guys who are left now are, are there's some question marks next to a lot of those names. You know, Snell won the, the Cy Young, but he walks a lot of guys. He doesn't go deep into games. You know, you look at Stroman, we were just talking about him. I mean, there's a lot of names that had a lot of question marks on that. And I don't know. I, I think, I think one, sorry. Bellinger makes sense. And I think that's what they should do. That way he can flex out anywhere after that. He could DH. He can, you know, play center field. He could play first. Maybe he becomes like your morale type that can play three or four different positions. And that's why, like, I don't know. I just look at him and I go sign him and then grab bullpen help. After that, if they don't do anything else and they play Mervis at first and morale at third, which I don't think they're going to, but or a combination of morale and magical. I mean, you got better, you know, sign a free agent, starting pitcher, add a couple of bullpen arms. Bellinger is your big swing. Yeah, you got better. And then maybe you dive into the trade market at the halfway point because yeah. you're, you know, need to get over the hump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's certainly an interesting thing to keep in mind. I just want to get to some comments here sure. and show the love to those in our comment section. Bernie said uh, a little bit earlier to our discussion about Stroman said want, he wanted to retire as a cub. Uh, she also went to the winter Wonderland. She asked, where is rich Hill? He is a free agent, um, but he's, it feels like long in the tooth here. Um, that dude and- is going to roll up in a wheelchair for some team. <laughs> down the road. He still pitch games. I think that, so. He pitched he, last year. Was it Pittsburgh last year? Mm-hmm. Where was Pittsburgh? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, he pitched. Outrageous. He started their home opener. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. He did. 
He started right. a home opener against the White Sox. I was there. You're right. Left I was there in love. person. Left-handed love. It was it was wild. The Jamie Moyer of our generation. The Jamie Moyer. That's a name. Um, Scott also with a comment here. Uh, this is something to keep in mind. Cubs currently have nine players in their contract. Juice, I actually brought this up when you and I were chit-chatting. Lots of arbitration contracts need to be finalized 100%. Uh, there's still going to be a lot of things that happen over the course. And uh, King Charles 1 here is 100% correct in the comments, Juice. And I think this is kind of along the lines of something that we talked about in the pre-show today. He says Cubs have a lot of young talent coming, and they have to be very careful not to block anyone. And I think that's the case, right? Because we talked about some of these other names, like the Kate Hortons of the world, and the the Ben Browns of the world, and even the Jordan Wicks of the world, who we already got a taste of in, in 2023. These guys are a part of the future. Like they didn't create the top prospect, you know, pipeline in baseball to watch all these guys never work out. But to that same extent, right, Juice, like you said, right, maybe the Cubs dive into the trade market because they have those assets to use. Maybe some of the prospects that they're a little more willing to part ways with, that they're willing to make a quick move here, a quick move there to improve marginally going into next year. So that way, you know, 2024, you know, toward the end, especially as Kate Horton's come and get it ready, Ben Brown, we're going to see these guys this year. Like, I think a lot of people lose sight of that. We're going to see them. You, you, you certainly don't want to block them either. And I, I think that is where maybe a, you know, you get a bunch of these guys on just short one, two year deals that you add in free agency, you add via trade for, you know, only a year or two of control. And that'll, that kind of gives you some of that flexibility. And Hey, to go, to go off onto King Charles comment real quick, kind of like last season, there is a lot of young talent that, you know, you've got to be careful not to block. But at the same time, and David Ross, even though he's not, I get it, he's not the manager this year, but just like last season, take Matt Mervis, for example. You gave him a little bit of time. It was like, okay, now's not the time. We're not going to waste this season on seeing whether or not you've got to figure it out or not. So, mm-hmm. yes, they do have a lot of young talent coming. But at that same time, no, you can't spend this whole season trying to figure out out of all of them, okay, which ones are staying up here, which one's not, if that's going to keep you from, you know, competing in this division. Right. And that's that's what King Charles followed up with and said, yeah. however, they cannot foresee who will be good. Of course, True. that's prospects are prospects until they are no longer prospects. That's Real quick, question way. just around the horn. Do you guys yeah. think Matt Mervis is going to be good? <sighs> you know. Go ahead, Tyler. I have thoughts. Too soon to tell. I'm glad you asked this because I had a buddy at my buddy Kyle. If he's listening, he listens sometimes. He's a big Cardinals fan. He's a big card collector, big time breaker, does all these bricks. And he just pulled a Matt Mervis auto. And he asked me that same question. goes, is Mervis going to be your guy next year? I was like, man, I feel like a lot of fans got really hyped about his hot, his hot stretch in what was it? Triple a or, Triple A. His rise not, up too. And I mean, not to say general. I'm not not to say that he's not going to be good. And we just had a small sample size last season. I don't think he's going to be that guy that we saw in Triple A. That's like, oh man, this guy's going to be that 30 plus home run guy. I just, I don't see it yet. Obviously, I could be wrong. I just, not to say he's not going to be good. I just don't see him as that 30 plus guy that maybe a lot of people thought during his stretch in triple a what two years ago now i 
I want Matt Mervis to be good. I do. I think the best use for Matt Mervis is to turn around and trade him for Josh Naylor. And that's like to me, to me, like that's the type of thing where I think he brings the Cubs the most value. And he very well and could go somewhere else and be a really good ball player. And that's great. Well, hey, Cleveland, just with that Naylor, Cleveland would be. He's coming back. Yeah, a good oh, spot no. for him to, to find himself. Yeah, it yeah. really could be. <laughs> Nothing you glitched a little there. You glitched, yeah. Oh, crap. So we were. I just said, I was just saying, Cleveland Cleveland would be a good place for Mervis to, to maybe find himself. Yeah. Mm-mm. 100% agree with that. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, we see it time and time again with, with prospects. And King Charles brings up a almost perfectly timed comment here. He says, thoughts on Nelson Velasquez. He was blocked yeah. and Ross didn't play him. He might hit 35 home runs last year. And he says that scares him. And Jeremiah follows that up. Jeremiah was a little late, guys. He was watching the Pelicans in the, the Nets game in case you just there you go. Um, but he says he has he has legit big league power, and he does. We got a good taste of it in that game against the Seattle Mariners where he cracked that home run yeah. or that grand slam into left field. I mean, this just it goes to show, right? It, it's a delicate balance. And I think to tie into a guy we haven't talked about in a long time and Craig Council. I'm a firm believer. I, I told you guys this is kind of one of my hot takes toward, you know, the new year. Like, they want to improve at developing minor, young talent at the major league level. And what did Craig Council have no choice but to do in Milwaukee for 10 years? Exactly that. You got to make it work with cheap talent, and usually those guys are young. And they did. And they, they made it work for the entire decade he was there. They were at least competitive. Yeah, they didn't win the division every year, but they were at least in the conversation. True. The only now, thing with Milwaukee is he also he did all that at the same time he didn't have a choice because of the ownership. Sure. And that's the difference, right, with the Cubs. Like, he can do some of that grooming while still yeah. having Cody Bellinger getting paid, you know, 27 and a half million, 28 million a year in center field, hitting 300 and hitting 30 bombs. That's cool too. You're not getting that in Milwaukee plus, you know, a Dansby Swanson plus an Ian Happ making 20 million a year plus say I'm making 20 million a year, right? Like that's the difference here. But I, I do think that's something that Jed and, and Carter and Kantrovitz want to see now more at the major league level. What is the one thing that has failed this franchise for the last decade and a half? Guys, get to the majors and never improve. That is something they need in order for this team to become the Dodgers, the Yankees, right? Those teams that are competitive year in and year out for for a long time, you got to be able to get these guys to that potential. That's why the Houston Astros are so good. Yeah. I don't want to throw stones at Craig Council, but I think when we talk about Craig Council as a Cub, and his time in Milwaukee, we need to also understand that good starting pitching and good pitching in general will cover a lot of bad. And it's really easy to manage and be the smartest guy in the room when you have guys like Corbin Burns and Woodruff and Peralta. And Absolutely. I, I just – I don't want to sit here and be like, he's the magic touch. I want everybody to understand that 
That Milwaukee team, yeah, we make fun of them because they're Milwaukee and they're an embarrassment in a lot of ways and they make us laugh. But they have elite pitching and they have had elite pitching for a really long time. And that makes people look pretty good. I'm just, that's, I I, want to play devil's advocate with that. And that's fair. And I'm going to play devil's advocate with your devil advocate, Juice, and say, well, is that why they're sitting here and they refuse to get rid of guys like Cade Horton and Ben Brown and Jordan Wicks potentially for impact players in the trade market? Because they think this new wave of young pitchers that are coming. Imagine if you not only have elite pitching like the Brewers did because they were all young and cost controlled, but then you can actually spend money because you're the Cubs and you're not the shitbag Brewers up north. I think I'm just pointing it out that you can't name a lot of Milwaukee Brewers position players that have become all-stars. Ryan Braun was a pain in my ass for so long. I played first base. I mean. Prince Fielder. All this, all this devil's advocate to devil's advocate. Yeah. Reminds me of that. Uh, reminds me of this, Devil's Advocate. I was gonna say it reminds me of this biker game that that I'm in. If you guys You're in a biker game now, yeah, Heaven's Devils. <laughs> when since when are you in Heaven's Devils? Last like last program show. when I was, yeah, I was not last show. Was I? I don't remember. You were I just, you guys juice. Devil's Advocate. Was to devil's, I was like, he reminded us. Devils. He reminded us before he he reminded us that the Cubs are open for business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I was so yeah. excited about being open. I forgot about Heaven's Devil. <laughs> Cubs on oh, Tap. Man. Let's just point this out for the listeners. Cubs on Tap is for sure pulling out all the stops for something to happen. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a tie. Tyler's got a giant open sign. I mean, Ron put the mankini on if somebody signed somewhere. Yeah. If, if, a player signs in time for our CubsCon show next week. I will wear the mankini on the CubsCon show. At this point, I'm just hoping Cody signs at CubsCon. That okay? Can we talk? Let's go down this rabbit hole really quick before we get into our kind of content segment that we have planned for this show. Could you imagine just the adrenaline rush level of like when they're announcing the roster and they say? Fresh off sign, like if they can keep it quiet, like Jeff Passan can't even like get to it in time. Like fresh off signing a seven-year contract, Chicago Cubs. Welcome back, Cody Bellinger. That place is going to go fucking ape shit. Nobody's making it to the Saturday morning panel because everybody's going out to the bars till two in the morning on Friday. Yeah, boy, we would be insane. He's gonna sign on a Sunday when we all leave. That would piss me off. It's so gonna happen. Oh, don't, I'm telling you, don't don't say that. Shit. When we're at breakfast, when we're at Come breakfast, on. and they probably had the deal done while we were out drinking. It's either got to be Friday when they're announcing the team, or Saturday when we're all down at the hotel bar, just lit AF, watching whatever playoff team in the NFL is playing going on, and we're just Joey's losing. We're just going carrying on, you know, probably meeting four different people we've never met in our lives and just having the time of our lives. And it just, bam, happens right, right in the prime of it. Just right so in like the prime of it. Trey Mancini signing last year, but on Yes, steroids. exactly. I was, yeah, but like times 10. Yeah, on steroids, absolutely. I mean, we absolutely. signed our first baseman potentially last year at Cubs Cup. Let's sign our first baseman now. Yeah, as long as it's Reese Hoskins and not Trey Mancini again, yeah. I would be okay with that. Uh, oh, a, a, Reese, a Reese Hoskins signings like last year's Trey Mancini would even – yeah, that would do the trick too. That would be awesome. 
Yeah, that would be electric. Right, uh, Jeremiah right. agrees. That would be sick, as does Bernie. Uh, she's a supporter. That oh, by the way, Bernie, Rich Hill will be 44 next season if he pull, if he signs somewhere. His arm yeah, is 44. Yeah, that was that was in our in our, our comment section here. Uh, Scott from Iowa a little bit earlier said Tucker Barnhart just signed a minor league deal with Tampa Bay. He will be an all star next year. Um, Tucker Barnhart. Yeah. Tucker barn fart. Jeremiah says he hopes they bring back Ryan Dempster's late night show. They are. It's on the, yeah. it's on the list for Friday night. We'll be there. That one was fun last year. Uh, we're definitely going to enjoy that this year. Demp does a good job with, uh, with the late night show um, at Cubs con. I, I know that's Molsons up there. Couple Molsons. Yeah. You got to get the Canadian roots in the building. The no, roots. It's Budweiser does it right. It's the Budweiser late show. I think so. So I think that they all have to drink. Which I mean, our president of Ontap Sports and that would be very happy with that. Yes, I don't mind a good Budweiser, but yeah, every once in a while, they're dude, that's like eating like three cheeseburgers. So like those things are just so filling. Yeah. It's oh, it's brutal. But America runs on them though. Sure. That yeah, that and the coffee, <laughs> the coffee chain as well, gentlemen. I want to get into a little bit of what we're going to call kind of the name game here. I'm going to give you guys just random free agents that are on this list, and Love what do you? What do you guys want? The if, do you want the Cubs to sign him? If so, if you got a contract in mind, numbers we love numbers. People love watching dollar signs fly around. You can justify or not justify the fit, however you see fit. We'll do about five or six names. We're not going to go too crazy into this, um, but we're just going to have some fun with it and bring up some interesting ones. Uh, but gentlemen, one of them, I'm actually going to steal from our comment section to start okay will jed kick the tires and sign trevor bauer no i'm gonna straight up straight up no i don't i don't see it happening i feel like there's even i no yeah oh oh do elaborate oh. yeah He's like the perfect one-year deal guy to to fill in, right? One two-year deal, have a the upside with him is just so there. And to me, the contract's not going to be crazy. I, do you think he's going to command tons of money? No, I don't. No way. I, in I I just you remember how like the Cubs signed like all these guys that are just so risk-reward, but, like, reward-heavy. Trevor Bauer is, like, if you look through that free agent name list, he may be the most reward. Like, yeah. we're talking about a – we're talking about, like, a Cy Young candidate if he's right. He's so, he's really good. And yeah. I don't know. I The Cubs don't do a lot of these signings, like these controversial, like, dive into – but they're due for one. I, Could you? I, I just I like Trevor Bauer too. I Jeremiah put it in there. I love his content too. I will watch Trevor Bauer, Bauer outage stuff like all the time. I'm the the reason I say no, and this this is just a side note, not for me. I can't stand Trevor Bauer, but not because of not because of you know all that whole situation. But let me ask, do you guys not think that like MLB's not going to try to like maybe blackball him from coming back? Why? They kind of did already, right? So they yeah. kind of, okay. I just, he, I, before, he kind of, he cleared his name. I mean. I just feel like before, before all that happened, even though he was innocent, 
I feel like before, it, it was almost like he was just building this list of reasons as far as like, it, it seemed like just in my opinion, it, it seemed like Rob Manfred, it seemed like Bauer was like a thorn in Manfred's side that whole season. What was it in Cincinnati? Maybe, maybe I got, I got and one better almost, for you. It was almost like he was looking for a reason to just be like, you're out. And do now you, that, do you think that Rob Manfred hates the fact that he brings light to what play like baseball players do in the content he makes? And that's because the old, yes. the old that's true. heads I, that I will agree with that. Don't that's like the, that. I, I, and I don't, I don't like that about Manfred as far as this whole old school. This is the way we always did it. I will agree with that. I, I like the fact that that Bauer, like like Jeremiah and Juice, you guys with this comment as far as giving us, he he was probably one of the first guys to give us more insight on the behind the scenes stuff. Hundred percent. But I also know too that didn't he speak out a lot, like against a lot of stuff that you know that Manfred just, you know, it, maybe it's all what you know, maybe it's all like. Just the sticky stuff for with sure. With the sticky stuff and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But they kind of cleaned that up though. You didn't okay. hear a lot about that. You don't hear about it a lot anymore. And you really I, don't don't. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't hate it. I just I personally I don't see it happening. And and, I, and too, like I mean, I think the if we were betting if they're gonna I, I would say no, but I look into it for sure. I think that one hundred percent do you think he plays in the MLB next year? Yes. I, I don't know if he signs right away, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a contender that loses a big name, and he's going to be the first name that's mentioned. I really think that. Or hot take, he's that he might get to a point where some team that just needs somebody that's going to cost very little is mm-hmm. just like, hey, we'll give you two mil for a year, come throw, well, and if you're really good, we'll trade remember, you at the deadline. Like Boston. Wasn't it or the, the White Sox? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you want. Oh no, they opted out on Clevenger, right? Yeah, Clevenger, well, Clevenger oh. opted out from the White Sox because yeah. he was like, "I'm getting the fuck wasn't, out of here." Wasn't it the Dodgers that said after that whole situation, even even if he was to come back, wasn't it the Dodgers clubhouse that said like, "We don't want him to want come him. back"? Yeah. Which? Yeah, I don't know. That Raises was in questions. the middle of the allegations. And- Got gotcha. you. I just didn't know if maybe that was an allegations related thing or maybe if that was just a clubhouse thing that they saw in him. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, it was just interesting. Hank, Hank's got an interesting comment here. He says things are kind of desperate and bleak if they're considering power. <laughs> uh, agreed. I, again, this, this is kind of the part, the fun part of this name game because this is, this one's not going to include all the big names. Hank, like, I'm not in the rabbit hole. This is hole. like the bottom of the barrel. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some down in the rabbit names. hole, Hank. Yeah, Deep down yeah, in the rabbit I mean, hole. I'm we're hoping we're all in the in the top end of the bucket here. That when when we're signing big dollar wise, but we're talking low, low, you know, prove it deals low, at this point. Low, 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 low. Yes, we 100 percent side note. I'm gonna say this because we talked about Rob Manfred. Baseball like desperately needs their version of Adam Silver so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I uh I certainly cannot argue that he has been good for uh, basketball. Indeed. All right, gentlemen, the next name on the list. This one's fun. It's at a position of need. It's not the name that you guys are expecting me to say, and it's certainly not the name I would want to see, but a certain somebody has familiarity with him. 
First baseman, Carlos Santana. The, the guitar player? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unfortunately not, Juice. <laughs> no, because they're going to get Cody Bellinger. And Carlos Santana will just be in the way of that. Isn't he, isn't he also like 44? Same age as Rich Hill? Uh, he is 38. Yeah, too old for me. Same thing. And he had the second highest war among. Actually, he had the highest war amongst all uh, first basemen. Reese Hoskins uh, in 2022 had a 2.3 war. Santana had 2.7 war last year. Hmm. Or was that with with Pittsburgh and Milwaukee? Split between Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. He ended up playing 146 games between the two. Uh, he slashed 240, 318, 429, so a 747 OPS. That's above league average. 23 home runs, 86 RBI, and 33 doubles. How many homers did he hit? 20, 23. 30. Meh. Meh. I'm a, that one doesn't get me excited because I feel like that one's – he's going to settle into some type of DH role with yeah, somebody like – yeah, Miami or something. I feel like if he was on this team, he would stri- he would become that he would become that strictly DH guy to, and keep other guys from the DH spot. Yeah, I'd rather Morel at that at that point. Just yeah, throw Morel at the DH slot over mm-hmm. Santana. That's just my opinion. I like it. No, uh, that's that's why we are here doing this game, gentlemen. It's to get your guys's thoughts. Speaking of another thought, we're gonna go to a pitcher. This guy's been getting some traction in uh, the world of Cubs uh, social media here. 32 years old, coming off a 2.1 war season. Left-handed pitcher, Sean Manaya. I'm in. He added a sweeper. Yeah. Ever since he added a sweeper, he was really, really solid. I'm in. I agree. That. Yeah, that would be a guy that you give him a – what a one-year prove it to me deal, especially if, like we talked about next season, with the large amount of free agent pitchers, give me give them a one-year, what one year with a with a club option or something like that, or I don't know, and just prove because yeah, like like you said, he he was really solid when he first came up with who Oakland, he was pretty solid, and then kind of lost his way, and then now what recently he's done all right with what was it San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't yep. hate it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So I, w- I wouldn't hate that move. Does he ever yeah, pitch sure. out of the bullpen too? He did. He pitched out of the bullpen in San Francisco. I was just going to look that up, but I didn't know if one of you guys knew. Yeah. But yeah, he, no. I he kind of he kind of split time last year. Like he started games and I was going to uh, say they. If it doesn't way. work on the mound, how many left-handed relievers did we have last year? We other than Drew Smiley, you had Brandon Hughes that what was there for three games. It felt like. Yeah, and now maybe he turns into that lefty. Good old Anthony K. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) How could we forget? (laughs) Yeah, just to quickly uh, add to the argument here in regards to Minaya, uh, he had a 661 ERA after 11 appearances last year, added the sweeper, and then he had a 360 ERA the rest of the way for the season. So had a really nice uh, end of the season. Quick comment from Bernie. She says also pass on Santana. So just on the same uh, page as you guys there. Another name for you gentlemen. This guy also a starting pitcher. I saw this one and I couldn't help myself. I had to ask. It's really along the lines of the Bauer one. Mike Clevenger. 
history no. there with Carter that a, in that is Cleveland. a capital capital N O. Yeah, I can't I can't say that. You, just, quick you enough. can't you can't do that. You can't. You I don't talk know. about a garbage human with proof of being a garbage human. That's a garbage human. I don't know if we see that. I don't know if we see him play play anywhere. Why did he even opt out of the White Sox? Why? Thinking he like would the, get just as much money as some of these other guys. Oh. But did he honestly? Th- because he, did he good, honestly he did year, think that. But like what? Well, okay, so let's back it up because I don't. I don't want to say all this and not know the full story. Was he? As far as like everything that came out, act, I mean, was he guilty of? I mean, I know he didn't go to court, but was he like guilty of that, or was it kind of like proven that he maybe wasn't? There's. Because I've heard, I, I, for some reason, I thought I heard or read somewhere that maybe that all kind of got like, I don't want to say like blown up or nothing like that, but maybe, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the what the outcome of all that was. The most telling thing to me was the girlfriend went on 670 to score yeah, and told her story. And then he cussed out the radio show that had her on, which like that just screams guilty man to me. Yeah. At that point, like if you're gonna let some, if you're gonna belittle somebody for trying to tell them their story, there's probably some smoke with some fire. Exactly. And and you don't even. I don't know. He was never like like we just said here. He was never guilty. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's a. He's capital, a piece of shit. Capital, you know, because <laughs> like I mean, you want to talk about piece of shit human, like piece of shit human. Because think about not to bring up bad memories, but with Russell, once that story came out, done. No, yeah. like nothing. No, you don't even get a, get a. He the dudes. I think he's still playing in the Mexico League, or at least he was. Uh, but and maybe he's changed his life around. Hope you know. Hopefully so. But. uh that guy, did, who was a highly touted prospect, there was it was like the number was three prospect nah. in baseball. So yeah, guy like Clevenger, don't don't see it even. Yeah, there was talk too about how he was like addicted to psychedelics too, and that he would use during the season. I don't want that in the locker room. If that's the case, I don't know yeah. if that's the truth, but. Just reporting what I read. Yep. Yeah. Completely fair. Super side note uh, while we're on here. Scott says Korean right-hander Wu Suk Go, uh, close to signing with Padres, likely to be their closer per Who Heyman. is that? I, never I have no idea. Never heard of him. But uh, it's big enough name clearly for uh, for John Heyman to report. So at least there is that. That'll be a jersey seller. <laughs> yeah, it will. That'll 100% <laughs> <laughs> That will be. Oh those, boy. I think those names are out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Off the rails. As always canceled? here. No, not canceled, <laughs> just off the rails. Uh Juice. I'm gonna exercise a, a name that you brought up in our pre-show as our next name here. Uh Jock Peterson. Is there a fit for him in the Cubs? He hits home runs. He does. Can he play first base? No. Probably not. <laughs> Probably DHs. I just, yeah, I don't see it. 
I've heard a lot of him. I've I've heard a lot of connections with him in Toronto. Actually, just here recently. I don't I don't see him as a fit. Is he going to play third there? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I've heard. Who are they talking to? Uh, both Jock Peterson. It wasn't Bellinger. It was somebody else. I can't remember who. But yeah, I just don't. I think he's I, obviously he's better. I feel like he's a better. I'd like him better in the lineup than Carlos Santana. But in that same boat, I think he kind of blocks a few other people from getting everyday opportunities like a like a Christopher Morrell. Fair enough. Who I hope freaking plays every freaking game next year. At third base. At third base. <laughs> Sorry. That's Sorry. the only way I'm in on Jack Peterson is if Morrell's yeah. playing there. For all you Nick Magical lovers out there. Y'all know you know you know who I'm talking. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Uh yeah, Morel at third base every single game next year. Oh, too funny. Too funny. Scott says Jock will be the consolation prize for the Blue Jays after they miss out on Cody Bellinger. Gentlemen, I got two more names for you guys. They both reside in the bullpen. Do the Cubs take a flyer? On the AL Comeback Player of the Year, Liam Hendricks. He's they were not, reported. He's they not were reported next year, right? I think he would be back late in the season. He's not done it. for the year, but he's not going to be ready for spring training. Mm. And the Cubs were reportedly had checked in with him, according to Liam himself. That has like remember when they traded Kimbrel to the White Sox so he could stay in Chicago because he had his daughter. Was his daughter sick or something? She was at Lurie doing treatment or something along those oh, lines. I don't, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah. I don't know. That was one of the – that went really under the radar. They traded him to the White Sox to stay in Chicago because he also wanted to stay in Chicago. That would be a – that almost be like getting – that almost be like picking, a, especially if he was healthy. That'd be like just a free deadline piece, almost without having to give up anything if he's healthy. Because man, just the fire that that guy has coming out of the bullpen, be nice, be nice. I wouldn't hate it. Bring him aboard. I'm for it. I to me, he's add more bull, the most bullpen arms he can. Yeah. And that's a guy that's not going to cost you a lot. He stays yeah. in Chicago. He seems to like it here. Yeah. Seems like a win-win for both sides. I think it'd also be good for a guy like Adbert Azale. Yeah. Having that kind of guy. I think it'd help the, him out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. In the bullpen. Certainly. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I think it's one that uh, – plus, can you imagine the sound bites of just him being around the team? Oh, like I would love think? it. It's like – if you're if you know he's coming, you just do it every game. Put as many microphones as you can around the mound, and just let the broadcasters just shut up and yeah. just let the game happen. Don't say a word and just just listen. That yeah. would be theater. It would be theater. He's he's electric on on a. Real I'll, quick, ne- on a I'll never mic. forget what was the all star was it the all star sound bit he had where he was just going nuts and it was the all star game. Mm-hmm. Just from a few years ago, would be awesome. Would be awesome. Juicy, had a thought. Yeah, just to add, to, I was trying to confirm if I was right or not. Yeah, 
Kimbrel's daughter had um, two heart surgeries Ooh. at the time he was traded in 2019. Wow. So Jed did like a, a solid for him by not trading him out of Chicago, kept him into Chicago, and awesome. his daughter could keep his treatment, her treatment with the same doctors. That's awesome. cool. Yeah. You you like hearing that they're they they do take into consideration some of the people's oh, yeah. side as well um when the when the situation and circumstance calls for it. Uh I do want to get to some comments, but I do want to get to our last. I got two names for you guys. I lied. It wasn't just one more. Um again, both relievers still probably two very different answers. Uh, but the first one, a reunion of sorts. Uh oh. Former fire throwing left-hander, Aroldus. I had a feeling you were going to ask this one. Had a good year with KC last year. He did. It's a slip. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope with this guy because if I say, if I say yes, but then I say no to Mike Clevenger, who does, what does that make me? Because, I'm going to frame it like this, Tyler. Spot. I'm gonna I'm gonna frame it like this, Tyler. The last time that Chapman was on the roster, the Cubs won the World Series. You're right. And here's the sad thing, too, is the last time he was on the Cubs roster, it was after the news came out that he fired a gun at his girlfriend in his garage. Yeah. Oh, like man. I said, we're due for some of these guys. <laughs> we're due for a Raider-like signing. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler looks in legitimate pain right now. I know it sucks. Just say it. You know you want to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sold me on World Series. I'm not a piece of shit human being, though, okay? All right. <laughs> Bernie Bernie uh, says Chapman for pennies. Yeah, he probably wouldn't uh, cost much. It would have, yeah. At this we'll point in his career, right. either. We'll go to church after it. We'll, yeah. we'll say sorry. <laughs> don't buy his jersey. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a weird... Oh, it's just a weird situation with him, man. It'll all work out anyway. He'll give up a home run in the ninth, and then Montgomery will close it out. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery. (laughs) That's a spicy one just in in itself. All right, last name, gentlemen. This time he's a right-hander, throws really hard, only 27 years old, Jordan Hicks. Yes. I thought thought – did he not just get picked up by somebody? Mm -mm. Not according to MLB.com. Oh. Then yes, definitely yes. I would love for him to come come over here and become that guy that he ne- that that everybody in St. Louis thought he was going to be. Like he figures it out. Tommy Hodvey's like, hey, come here, man. I know exactly what you need. Here it is. Here's the antidote. Bam, comes out and just shoves. And St. Louis is just like, why, why didn't you do this for us? I'm, so yes, ultimate yes, 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 yes. Imagine if they taught him a sweeper. Where was he? Was he with Toronto last year? At the tail end of the year, yeah. Hillian? Yep, he got traded at the deadline from St. Louis when they did their sell-off. Um, they didn't really trade anybody. He's back. not a piece of crap human, is he? I don't, think, I don't so. think so. I don't think so. He's been hurt a lot. That's, I think, has been his biggest issue. Gotcha. Um, is just dealing with a lot of injuries, and it's uh, it's been unfortunate. But, gentlemen, that was our game, little name game. Again, not the top of the top, guys. We forgot one more, though. Oh, did we? Yeah. One that you hate already. I hate already? Uh-huh. Third baseman, Justin Turner. Oh, yeah. Don't know. Or He can't even know. play third base anymore. That's the problem. Maybe he could. 
Maybe if we we gave him like Darth Vader legs. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say some shit like that. I'd rather. <laughs> Meanwhile, rather... Ron's holding out for Harris uh, uh, Harrison Vader. So, oh bad. God, absolutely not. I would at this point. I'd be okay with it. Just somebody. But the thing is, he'd come over here and shit the bed for us. But then, yeah, like he... everywhere, anywhere else he goes, like he'd come back to Chicago. And yeah, go he's a Cubs killer with four bombs. Yeah, he's a Cubs killer. Spicy last down the rabbit hole question. For all of you, mm. do you think Nico Horner makes it to the end of his contract? Oh, that is spicy. I say yes. He's got three years. I say Wait a no. Oh. As in, like, as in, like, do you think that he signs another extension? Like, if is he traded before the end of that? No. Contract? Why would why the why would you even bring that up right now at the, this point in the comp? There, there no. are arguably no. their best prospect. Plays second base. No, no. Who, who's their How? best prospect? You arguably Triantos. Dare you? Shaw plays second and short. That is like true. I've never. That thought has never crossed my mind. I don't even bring. Man. I'm just, and I know, I know somewhere out there. Alyssa from the bleachers. Oh, she's she's busting you out. The one thing, and this is not, this is not like a deal breaker for me with Nico. I wish he just had more pop because he would be like the second base version of my boy Bobby Witt Jr. But no, I think he stays. He stays. What if if Matt Shaw was that? What if he? What? Yeah. What if Shaw is Bobby Witt Jr.? I'd have to see. And then Nico. And then Nico is how you net your third baseman. Could we just move Nico to third? No. Or move Shaw to third? No. Whoever. Shaw doesn't play third, and people don't know if he can throw it. <sighs> and he's guy. he's barely played third. I don't know, guys. Played four games. I don't know. I just like four Nico games. so much. Man, and plus, you're going to see him next week on stage in that freaking turtleneck, and you're like, gosh, I don't want to – I don't want this guy to leave, man. It's good dressed, good would looking be, guy, nice dressed up, and everything. He's a, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. Vampire no. Diaries has to end sometime, Tyler. Vampires <laughs> don't die. They do though when you when you stab them in the heart with a garlic heart. I'm, I'll be honest, Juice. I just that I've never I've, that question has never. It's interesting, okay. I'm it getting creative here. There's, I know. It's I, a short I, deal. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just. Scott asks trade. Man, Nico I don't even want to think about there. that. Scott asks trade Neil Nico for. There's the gonna be a time where you have to find a place for Matt Shaw to play. He's not playing over Dansby Swanson. I'll tell you that. No. And if you can't play third, what are you doing with him? And Nico's on a really affordable contract. Eleven yeah, million bucks a lot year. of trade value for somebody. In a second baseman crew in the major leagues, that is very, very thin. Here's the thing for well, Scott, as far as Nico for Polo. He plays short. Here's the thing. As far as if you did that trade, if you did a trade for a guy like Pete Alonzo with Nico, that would have to guarantee and like it'd be a it'd be a trade and extend. Have to, right? Yeah, it would have to. Oh, I mean, yeah. If I and I'm not saying like this year is the year that they they do it. That would help. Yeah, that could that could be very well the last year of that contract, which is not going to be until 2025. Or I'm sorry, 2026 is the last year of that contract because this will be the first year that kicks in. So he's on a three year deal now, starting in 2024. What if what if Nico Horner was like the centerpiece of a deal that netted you your Jose Ramirez? 
in how many like this year? No, I mean like in general. In general. Player caliber. I would what about instead of Jose Ramirez? What if we what if we worked a deal for Bobby? Same like Bobby. same idea. Same idea. Bobby, Bobby. Okay. I like Bobby. So you would yeah. be you'd be okay with Shaw at second? And Bobby if Bobby was on third. the third, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm prefacing <laughs> what I think is gonna happen. I love I don't Nico, think he makes but it to the end of that contract. It's it's, it's not it's, like it, I will say go but that is a just that's just a very interesting thought too, because yeah, I just never never thought of it. Bernie, Bernie, uh, Bernie wants Nico to to be a Cub for life, gentlemen. A couple other things. I, like, I agree. It's been with a good night of comments and, and big shout out to everybody. <laughs> I'm just it, Tyler. I'm enjoying watching you just go through it right now. You need more in that glass. Yeah, you, man. That just I was not expecting that question. I was I was expecting some somebody else other than him. That was good. It came out of nowhere. But hey. You gotta, we gotta keep you on your toes here. Yeah. Uh, another name that was brought up uh, during our name game, David Robertson is going to free agent. I like that one. Yeah, bring him back potentially as well. Bernie said we could have two Hendricks pitchers if he, they went and got Liam. Like uh, in addition to Mr. Kyle, uh, Jeremiah said, "Not going to lie, I do appreciate the Nikki two strikes clutch single up the hey, middle." Hey, back to just real quick on the Hendricks comment. On the yeah. Hendricks comment, like that would be like the like clear definition of polar opposites too. As far oh, as the way, they, the way they, yes, and they're uh, they're just both of their character, like their makeup, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that is maybe the two most competitive people in that locker room because what I hear from Kyle Hendricks hates to lose Every, everything that. I've read, like he is great at everything ping pong. That I know they play cards, he's good at cards. Like everybody says that Kyle is the most, he's a great golfer. Yeah, he, plays, he plays boring golf. Yeah, as we boring learned. Cups come. Boring golf yep. is good golf. I'd kill to be a boring golfer. Absolutely kill. I'm a military golfer. Yeah, back and forth. Left, right, left, right. Yeah. Left, right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That's bad. I got you. Um, another great question here from King Charles a little bit earlier. He says, do you guys know the last free agent represented by Boris the Cubs signed? If Never. Never. That's really? Cool. The answer is never. They've never signed a board. I think. Guy. I think actually, wasn't it Greg Maddox, his second time around with the Cubs? That's a good question. That, it, that's crazy that even even if that's the case. Never. Wow, even if that's the case, that's would not have guessed that. I figured it would have been somebody sooner. Yeah, Greg Maddox agent was scott so is that probably like 2007 or 8 no earlier than that but what that was that contract even it was yeah because he was at the very like toward the end i think he legitimately wanted to go back to the cubs because he had already done all the good shit with the braves <laughs> yes i love this comment <laughs> wisdom nico and pca trade for manchado fixes the padres salary problems Scott coming out of, of left field juice. I got another good one for you because this is a guy that I actually had a thought of bringing up on. This was from Scott a little bit earlier. He says wisdom is the starting DH. And here's why I bring this up. Hold on. Here's why I bring this up because I don't know if you guys have seen, but there have been a lot of videos surfacing this year, more than others of guys throwing in you know, of or doing like the work in the drive line lab with these guys, 
And I saw one today of Mr. Patrick Wisdom working on his load and and keeping the bat through the bat path for longer. Drew Smiley, another guy in there. Talkman's there too, and so is uh, Jameson Tyon. Kind of a question I have for you guys, and this related, and this is something I pitched to my dad earlier because I was thinking about this exact same thing. What if the Cubs are banking on so many of these guys who had down years in 2023 rebounding that they're not going to be overly aggressive in free agency this year? Didn't they do that last year? Kind of. But what if they do it again? I will say what his Patrick's first two months, he was like top three in home runs, wasn't he? Yeah. At one point, uh, Joey and I sat on here and did a post game show. I like believe after one of those A's games, yeah, we, after one of those A's games, we sat on here and said, I'm sorry, Miss Wisdom. Woo-hoo. He is for real. And then Joey right. brought up him being an MVP conversation. And, and then he never hit again. Nope, and then he never hit again. To it's Joey Bush. It's all Joey's fault. To Joey Bush. It's all Joey's fault. Joey right. just catching strays, and he's not even here. He's not even here to defend. Hey, by the way, real quick, speaking of Joey, congratulations, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I know you're listening or you're going to listen. He graduated high school, finally. <laughs> finally graduated. No. Seriously, man. No, congratulations, seriously. man. Yeah, so for those that maybe don't know, a little bit of personal life for Joey. We're not going to shell out all the details, but Joey got engaged um, during the holidays. So uh, very excited for Joey and his uh, now lovely fiance. And, He's got, uh, he got his grade 10. He did. Yeah, that, he graduated. That, Good job, buddy. Uh, he got his grade 10. Well, that's a – Ron, that's an interesting question. I, do you really think that's what they're going for, though? Do you really think they're like, – I don't know. But could you imagine, though, how much better this team is if Drew Smiley replicates what he did in 2022 and with Tyone improving? I think Tyone's going to have a huge year. That's I do, too. I really do. I think he's going to bounce back really heavy. I hope but he like, has what a if, better first half. I'll say that. What if Patrick Wisdom – I mean, I think we forget Patrick Wisdom still hit like 23 home runs he last did. year and yeah. he barely played. I feel like that role that Ross gave him towards the end, I know people were bitching about it when he played. It actually kind of worked as far as uh, – He hit a lot of home his runs. His platoon – he did. He made a lot of errors at first base too, he but he, he hit a lot of home runs. I hope he doesn't go near first base. Dude, that guy gave me freaking stomach ulcers when he played first base. It's like Ron Washington. It's incredibly hard. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's not that hard to play first base. It's incredibly, incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. Too funny. Jerry, Jeremiah says he's not going to 100%. Uh, I, I didn't know if Joey was gone. I'm sorry. We just we just noticed it too, Jeremiah. Well, that's, that's because Joey ducks in and out of this because the internet craps out. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so hey, Joey, bad. if you're listening, I cannot wait to see you next week, man. Can't wait to see you, buddy. Damn right. It's be fun. I think that's a great way to to start winding this thing down, gents, because we have one more show between now and Cubs convention. Uh, Our full intention here is to have the entire group, uh, Nick and Joey included with us three. Um, 
talking about all things Cubs convention, probably going to share some, uh, some, what we're most excited about with Cubs con, maybe what we're most disappointed about um, and so on and so forth. And then obviously a ton of content coming with that as well uh, from all of us at Cubs con juice and I will be getting together early on Friday. So that's when it's all going to start. So be sure to keep your eyes on the Cubs on tap social media accounts, as well as our, all of our personal accounts as well. Um, we'll be posting a ton of stuff. It's going to be great. And again, if you're going to be there, Come join hey, us. Come say hi. By the way, guys, and I didn't tell you all this pre-show. If you're wanting, if you see us, you'll see a bunch of guys wearing this right here. Oh, I love it. That's incredible. Come, uh, <laughs> come holler at us. Come holler at us. We'd love to. It's we'd a love fire to talk shirt. Because in 2024, Cubs on Tap is going to make America Cub. Again, props <laughs> to Juice. I believe that was Juice's Juice's uh, prop. Uh oh, the sidelines got him. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Cubs on tap is going to make America Cub again in 2024. Cub, 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 definitely Cub. No, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be a blast, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, final thoughts before we shut this thing down. Let's just make just just give me look. I'm not asking for it. I'm not. I'm not asking for like the the big the big big cake, Jed. I'm not just um. It's like when like your mom used to make brownies and stuff, Jed. Just just give us something small. Let let me lick the spoon. Just let me lick the spoon. Give me something. Just give me just give me one thing. One thing before Cubs convention. Come on, man. Come on, please, 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 please. Juice. Uh. Sorry that I traded Nico Horner on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you that should be sorry. That one, for the people that listen all the way to the end, that one's going to piss some people off. I, I'm yeah. genuinely excited about any potential reactions from that. Genuinely I, excited. I'm just saying. like, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to be creative here. Right. Very it's a way creative. to be creative. It is a way yeah. to be creative. Indeed. Yeah, that's one way. <laughs> couple, a couple of uh, quick comments here. Bernie uh, says she'll uh, she'll probably stop by. My dad says we need help. Of course we do. You should know that by now. Yeah. Uh, and as yeah. Jeremiah says, Mac in twenty twenty four, make America come again. Uh, my final thought: Jeremiah says tomorrow is his fine day. He starts his final semester of school ever. Hey, and congratulations! Good luck, uh, man. dude. Enjoy the shit out of it because yes. you only run through that thing once. Have fun. Do all the crazy things you want to do. Take your schoolwork seriously, but enjoy yourself. Like, Damn because right. once you become an adult, it you're an adult. And it's just, it, it's the way it is. Uh, Bernie says, thanks. Go Cubs. She wants Nico. Yes. And what we want you guys to do is to be sure to follow us everywhere we are at Cubbies on Tap on the socials. Be sure to follow our sister show, our brother show, our buddies here at On Tap Sports, and as well the Dinger Boys at Dinger Cubs on the socials as well. Um, again, we're they going to CubCon. I don't know if they're going to CubCon. I have to yeah. ask them. I will have to ask. Uh, we ran into Jake last year though at CubCon. Uh, would certainly be a blast to run into him yet again this year. Um, but we'll be doing a bunch of stuff with them in 2024. Super excited for that as well. Uh, be sure to give those guys a follow. They do a great job as well. And you can catch them when they're live here on the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube page at ONTAP Sportsnet on all socials, including um, ONTAPSportsnet.com on the interwebs. And folks, you know the drill. We got it all. Follow us at Loose on Tap, Juice on Tap, Teddy Friday 270. Joey knows nothing. Nick underscore on Tap. You know the drill. But we got it all as well. 
Bulls, Blackhawks. And yes, Cubs fans, uh, you have friends that like the Southsiders too. Send them to Socks on tap. And uh, we got Bears on tap too. And we'll be recording tomorrow. Shameless plug uh, for the Bears on tap crew. OnTapSports.com. At OnTapSports.net on the socials. The OnTapSports.net. Go and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. The next time you hear from us, ladies and gentlemen, it will be Cubs Con Week. We're so excited. We'll be live either Monday or Tuesday of next week. Um, that show will, it'll be, it'll be the, the ramp up to CubsCon. Uh, and then Friday and Saturday are going to be absolutely magical as the entire gang gets together at the old Sheridan in downtown Chicago. Jeremiah, game. we appreciate you. Love you That's too, buddy. FTC from Scott. What do you say, boys? We get out of here. The only way we know how ourselves. This time of year, you got to make resolutions. My New Year's resolution is to crap on the Cardinals more in 2024. And what better way to do that than starting off with a big old fat fuck the Cardinals? Let's go, Cubbies. Let's go, Cubbies, baby.